Hello, and welcome to the Disney Dunces! Using your touch-toad keypad, please enter the first three letters of the movie title you would like to see. You've selected... Full Court Miracle! If this is correct, please press 1 now. Welcome to Disney Dunces, the only Disney podcast by self-proclaimed non-experts. I'm Dunce number one, but you can just call me Richard. And I'm Craig Stew, and I'm Dunce number two. I'm the third guy, and I'm 100% Gentile. Just getting that out of the way now. <laughs> this is perfect, because we all watched Full Court Miracle, a.k.a. Disney's most memorable Jewish family film. Is it really? Is it? Is it really the most memorable? I mean, I watched it 13 years ago, and I got this down pack, so... It's a good movie. Yeah. I so, mean, uh, yeah. Is it? That's what we're here to find out. Well, let's discuss the film. No, before we discuss the film, I have some questions. Now, okay. what the audience doesn't know... Craig, please introduce yourself to the audience and tell them about your background. Um, okay, well, my name is, uh, is Craig Stew. You can just call me Craig. Uh, or stew. They call me stew over here. I don't know what what what, what do you want to know? Your religious background. Oh my! Re- oh, I get it. Okay, so I'm actually a half Jew, I guess. My on my father's side, um, I'm not actually religious in any way. I don't I don't go to uh, temple or you, or, or church. I, my my mother my mother is Catholic, so we but we do celebrate uh, Christmas. And we have a menorah up in the house during. Were you, uh, were you mitzvahed? I, I te- technically no, but I like <laughs> to think I was. <laughs> no, at, at, we did have a, a, a small bar mitzvah at our, at our lunch table. Um, in, <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait! <laughs> in middle school, did you read from I believe, the Torah? I, I, I believe Richard, you were there. <laughs> I, this, this and I believe you gave familiar? me an oatmeal pie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so. My uh, my my father is is, is Jew, you know, it, it, is Jew, so yeah. Okay, okay. Right. Uh, as sloppy as that was, Boy. please tell me about your Hanukkah experiences. I, I don't really have any Hanukkah ex- experiences. You never we got presents for Hanukkah. You never lit the menorah. We we twist the bulbs in on, on the menorah in my oh in my, my house, God. and you it's sing been very, after you do it. And and it, no, we don't. My my brother and I, when we were kids, would uh, every other every night we'd switch off. Who got to twist the bulb in on the menorah? And uh, we used to get like one gift on like the first night, and then everything else. We all our gifts would be for Christmas. But I remember, like we we would always get like Hanukkah gelt, um, which my dad still gets us. I think I'm probably maybe a dreidel or something like that, but I know my dad still gets us the Hanukkah gelt, and he throws it in our stockings. Uh, you don't bet the gelt? 
No, we don't even light the menorah anymore. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you mean you don't, you don't, you don't twist in the bulbs. Of we don't, the we don't twist, anymore. we don't twist the bulbs anymore. Uh, I'm starting to think this boy's not even like Jewish. So, well, I told you I'm not. I don't <laughs> so know why you even. Why, technically, why I'm even, Catholic, he's, but he's more Gentile but I than but me I, at this point. I don't. Come on. But I'm not, you know, uh, in in any religion. Wait, really. I got it. Excited for Easter. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? When, when, when Easter comes around, you comes to my house, the, the Jewish side of my family comes. That's weird. We usually go to, when we do Passover by them. Oh, perfect. And, you uh, do Passover? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do do Passover. You do Passover? By, by my aunts. Uh, although I haven't gone in the past few years because of, uh, work. It's a but... damn shame we didn't watch the Rugrats Passover special. See, honestly, that's, that's how I know most of my information about Judaism is from the Rugrats. Well, that's a shame because so... they never covered Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yes, they, they did. They, they, they did have a Hanukkah special. Episode. They, I remember them doing yeah, a Hanukkah totally. special. They definitely did. You sure? Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Maybe. I. You know what? Now that you were, now that you mentioned it, I kind of remember the phrase "Macca babies." And if that's not from the fucking Rugrats Hanukkah special, it's not from anything. <laughs> so you know what? I take it back. I take that claim back. There's probably a Rugrats Hanukkah special. There had to be. It has to be if I fucking back of babies popped in my head. Okay. So now that we have learned that Craig can't speak to anything in this movie, yeah. I'm going to have to ask you, Kerbska, do you know the story of Hanukkah? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, can you please give us just a brief synopsis to help people along with this movie? Uh, yeah. You had Judah Maccabee and his army of, well, the Chosen, and they went against um, the soldiers. From where? I don't know. But all I know is the at Romans. one point the Romans. That's right, they're Roman boys. Maybe. No, I think you're right. I think they were the Romans. And well, in, in, in the movie, they had the were they Spartans? They look kind of like Spartans, but that could have just been a total mess up. Whoa, whoa, movie. whoa! We're not on the movie we're yet, Craig. We're, oh, I'm we're sorry. talking about the. Keep your basketball game on hold because right now it's the real story of Hanukkah. Okay. All right. So Craig, anyway, you, you, you could learn something here. These these Macca boys, as I like to refer to them as. Are all pent up. No, the Macca boys, these are Macca men, I'm sorry, the Macca men, are all pent up in a cave, and they have one one thing of oil left, and it's going to last them one night. And if they don't have this oil in their lantern, well, you know what? What hope do they have of surviving if their light goes out? Uh, it gets dark in a cave, but by some miracle, probably, probably divine intervention, that one day's worth of oil burned for eight. Eight crazy nights. Nope, we can't say that. That's copyrighted. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, Adam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go, go go find go find another podcast. Craig. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I I learned about Hanukkah from from that too. <laughs> from Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'm gonna. Sure. He did a good song. Uh, that was really more of a Christmas movie, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it definitely <laughs> was. But that's okay. Let's get, let's go on to the not Christmas movie. Let's talk about this full court miracle. I'm fucking I'm, I'm into it. Okay, guys. So full court miracle. Who wants to start it? I have notes, but uh, what do you mean? Who wants to start? They're you not great. S- you said you're. You just said you were going to be the trailer jockey. You said you're going to take us on this. Okay, journey. guys. The reins are in my hands. And I, I'm ready to take us all in this uh, Christmas sleigh. Nope. Hanukkah, Hanukkah. sleigh. Mm, better. Okay. So let me set the stage. We're here in probably the early 2000s. And we have 
Alex Schlotsky or Schlotz. They're, they're in Philadelphia, by the way. <laughs> oh, sorry. That, that's an they made that very point. clear when they showed that statue that's in Philadelphia. Also, the fact right. that they go to Philadelphia Hebrew School is the name uh, of the I place they attend. I wasn't aware also, of the name of the school. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, guys. It kind of it kind of escaped my mind mainly because they're in Philadelphia around Hanukkah time, and they're in freaking shorts, and they are not bundled up at all. No, they are. They're wearing they're wearing jackets. Jacket? I don't they know. Were, we were wearing jackets. They were wearing yeah. jackets when they were playing when they were practicing basketball and running uh, 45-15s. I'd expect them to be more bundled up. For I mean, it really it really depends on when Hanukkah occurs. It can, Hanukkah can can occur early, yeah. and, and it, honestly, these days it doesn't get too cold until like even January. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm really had no issues with that, Richard. This Sorry. is before global warming. At least I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're right. It is before global warming. Thank you. I think Thank we have you. to stop what we're doing. Someone find a weather map and find out <laughs> the temperature in Philadelphia. You know, early. You know, early December, early December, and the early thousands. Let's get down to this. I'm saying these boys are practicing basketball in jackets and shorts. So actually, some of them are also were wearing pants, as I remember correctly. So I'm saying they're set up for the weather. Okay, sorry, sorry, but let's continue. So basically, Schlotz, he loves basketball. This guy, he couldn't get enough basketball. But you know what? His team sucks. Ouch, really? Yeah, dude. I mean... Uh, I, I think I it's because of the coach, right? Because their coach is just some old Jewish man who's just clapping his hands. And... Here we go, Lions. No, Here actually, it's, it's we are the Lions, the mighty, mighty Lions. You get some to sing. No, that was later. No, they do it again. It's the same song, but he adds oh. a twist to it. So it's more hip hop, I guess. No, wait. Are we? T- who are you guys talking about? Are you talking about the black guy? I'm, I'm talking, talking no, about the white, I'm talking about the white Jewish guy. The Jewish okay, guy. Look at, first of all, everyone in this movie is Jewish. We don't have to point out who's Jewish or not. <laughs> I Literally didn't see everyone a yarmulke but one character. on the dad's head. <laughs> I didn't see. There was no yarmulke on the Dude, dad's head. Are you kidding me? The dad out. with the, I, he had very Jewish features, and he was his hilarious. Name is, his name is Schlotsky. Name is he got Schlotsky. that from his father. He had he had the Jewish <laughs> nose, but I didn't see a yarmulke on that Dude, man's head. You don't need a, you, you can be Jewish and not wear a yarmulke. It's not it's not necessary. The, well, the He's thing is, I, I had questions written down for Craig, but he just, he I couldn't ask them. And I was going to ask, when are you supposed to wear a yarmulke? It depends on, it totally depends on your on your religion. There's different your variations of Judaism. Like the rabbi always wore a yarmulke, even when he was yeah. wearing a baseball cap. Like, like when I, I, like I would wear a yarmulke at like the, uh, at when, when I went to like the bar mitzvahs and like at, at the temple or whatever. Or if I, I remember when uh, a couple of Jewish funerals I went to, I had to wear a yarmulke. You know that kind of stuff. Also, I have I have this for you, Richard. Uh, you wear the yarmulke to remind yourself that Lord is always above you. Maybe his dad felt like maybe he was above the Lord sometimes, <laughs> or maybe he just didn't have a bald spot to hide. That's true too. I mean, that's that's like why yarmulkes exist, right? Like I know they say the the God thing, but let's come on, come on. <laughs> they don't make uh, a yarmulke big enough to hide my bald spot. Oh no, buddy! You just wear two of them. It's just called a hat. <laughs> A baseball cap. <laughs> you say you're making up for lost time. We're two of them. You're good. So anyway, aside from that backstory, 
in the beginning, everyone's talking about Judah Maccabee. Like, this is... They they pretty much think that this guy's Jesus Christ. Like, I mean... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know who Judah Maccabee is. This is the first time I'm hearing about Judah Maccabee, you, and this was going to be another question. I need to, I need to know. He led, he led them. He led them to, to, to victory, victory, and he's, he's the reason we have Hanukkah. Hanukkah. He is Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, he kind of is Jesus Christ. I mean, he's not Jesus Christ. He's not doing magic tricks. So he's Jesus for the Jews? No, he's not. He's like. I think Jesus is Jesus for the Jews, but... If anything, Moses is more toned to Jesus as he is a man who had miracles occur with him. But, uh, I mean, I'm not... Again, Gentile here. Don't really know it so well, but by the sound (laughs) of it, Judah Maccabee was more like a strategist who led the, the, you know, the the, the Maccabee boys to victory against the the Spartans, as Greg put. (laughs) So he's basically the Hercules of the Greeks? Um, no, Hercules was part God. <laughs> Again, more like Jesus, actually. In fact, exactly like Jesus. Hercules, yeah, sure, he's Jesus, sure. We can make that, but... You yelled at me for calling him Jesus. Not... Judah Maccabee is not Jesus. Hercules, definitely Jesus-ish. Okay. There's, you can draw parallels there. I'm saying Judah is a strategist. He's like, um... What do, what do you nerds do? Uh, you've played Fire Emblem. He's Robin. He's the, he's like the dungeon master of their D and D campaign. Mm, no, dungeon the dungeon master is, is makes, makes the camp. Yeah, dungeon master is more akin to God. You're getting further and further away from this, buddy. He's the Robin <laughs> from 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 Fire Emblem. From Fire Emblem, yeah. Like, like I said, he's Robin from Fire Emblem. You played he's Fire a Emblem, yeah. Okay, well, I guess we'll just continue. Basically, everyone's just talking about Judah Maccabee, and. That's basically it. They're just talking about him. Eventually, the kids, they go to the basketball court in the park near a river, maybe. Can I, can I just but, bring up something I thought that was, was very oh, atoned yeah. to the, the time of the movie? He talked, yes. about, getting, he talked about Hanukkah, right? Yeah. And he uh-huh. talked about he was going to get a 200 gigabyte hard drive. Oh, yeah. I yes, love that. I love that scene. I, <laughs> I, I just thought that was very interesting and really atoned to it. Just because, like... He's like, oh my god, you could put all the all the files on that hard drive. You could have everything he, on that. He, That's crazy. He specifically said you could put the entire Library of Congress on Thank that you. thing. Thank you, Richard. You're right. <laughs> and I'm just like... That's you know that's it's just funny because of the time period you know and what's a two hundred gig hard drive these days that's like nothing it's ten times the size of the switch's uh, internal memory or whatever that's because Nintendo is dumb as hell hey 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 with their but but they make great games hey <laughs> I don't know how to win <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Uh, our boys, they're at the park, and what do you know, at the basketball hoops, there's a black guy playing basketball. He's making shots, he's making them all, and our, our boy Schlotsky, he is just drooling over this guy. I mean, and, you don't see too many African Americans at Philadelphia Hebrew School, so I get it. Although it's Philadelphia, I'm surprised. I mean, right? is it, can you name isn't one? It a very, isn't it a very mixed area? Can you name one? I don't know. I mean, the only ones I know are from Sonny, and they're all white. No, I meant like, you know, like Sammy Davis Jr., but he doesn't count because he converted. Is Philly even known for having a large Jewish population? I have no idea. I could ask an expert later if you want. I'll get back to you. The only area I know that has a large Jewish population is Fairlawn, New Jersey. 
there's a fairly large one right, like right next to me too. Like you see them like all around. There's like a just one of these houses has like has to have like nine Jewish boys, and there's a lot of them. It's crazy how much I see around here. I should look into that. Anyway, going back to the shooting shooting hoops. Schlotz. Shooting hoops with Schlocks. So anyway, there's a black guy just shooting hoops. Schlotz comes over, and he just wants to rebound for the guy, and he's trying to make conversation, and the black guy just is not having it at all. And uh, basically, the kid decides, you know what? I want this man to coach my basketball team. Good luck getting his name, though. Oof. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, does he find out his name. Because he kept asking the black guy, like, what's your name? What's your name? Guy wouldn't give it. So, like any sane individual and just like I would do, I copy that man's license plate down and I memorize it. I think I wrote it down. Was it JIM165? I think it's just JM. Or did I, did I write it down wrong? <laughs> Yeah, just JM. JM there's, there's a reason for that because this whole thing ties. Oh, I did an I. I thought it was Jim sixty five. Oh, Judah Maccabee. <laughs> I see. Jim one sixty five. That's why they want him to coach. Home. It's Big Jim. Okay. Just so the listeners at home know, the license plate was JM. It was a Virginia plate. They look it up. I think the part that's great is I don't think they look up the plate. He just goes on. It's a special plate from Virginia. And kind of looks up the school's website, finds their basketball team, sees a picture of the man, and then goes, oh, this is him. And they say, JM? In the license plate? That's got to be Judah Maccabee. Reincarnation goes to Judah Maccabee right here. And his name, and the man's name is Lamont Carr. Former uh, basketball player. What? The Lamont Carr? The Lamont Carr. Wow. But why did he stop playing basketball? You're supposed to take us through this journey, not me. Yeah, he's not the the trolley driver here, buddy. Oh, sorry. Okay. So basically, after they find out who this guy is, they, they go to the park again, and they confront this man. And they say, you know what? You got to coach our basketball team. And I'm going to give you 20 bucks. And Lamont Carr says, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Kid says, you know what? 20 bucks now, 20 bucks later. And the man says, yes. Judah Maccabee says yes. Yes to leading these kids to victory. For an hour and he a day. Makes him do, he makes an <laughs> hour a day. He makes them do 59s or whatever. I think it's 15.45. You got to do 15 sprints back and forth in 45 seconds or else you do them again. If, yeah. Ooh, that sounds right. That sounds right. 15.45s. Should, should we all... Uh, what, what, but did you... All, all his friends' names. His whole team, too. They don't have names. They're just... I, I have all their names written down. Well, you should have Please. done that. <laughs> uh, Craig... Well, hold on. We got it. Hold is, on. Would hold you... On. Hold on. No, <laughs> we have no, to no, do no, this no, right. No. We have to do this right. Are you going to name them? Fine. They had a... Uh... Am I going to name them? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Craig is definitely going to name them. Introducing the Philadelphia Hebrew School Lions. Forty-eight. Big Ben Schwartz. 
That number. I'm making these numbers up, by the way. Oh my god. Why'd you write them down? Why'd you write the names down if you didn't write the numbers too? Did they have numbers? Yes! I'm sorry, I didn't write the numbers down. They have jerseys. You don't think they have numbers All on right. their jerseys? At <laughs> number 16, I'm making this up still. Stick Goldstein. And at number four, TJ Murphy. <laughs> and at number 204, Joker, Levi, or Levy, I don't know. And Wait, your team captain. Down? When did, did you write these down as you were looking at the IMDb for the cast? I had to. <laughs> I checked it, double checked. The reason why I didn't bother naming them is because none of them were memorable. And you just went out of your way to IMDb because you couldn't get the names out of the movie itself. First of all, the two of them two of them were, were memorable. Big Ben and TJ had moments. Let's continue. Great. You're going to have to let me know later on because I'm just going to skip over them. Continue. Okay. So basically... The guy Lamont Lamar, what Lamont. is his name? Lamont. Lamont. Sorry, so Lamont. Mister Car. Mister Car. Mister Car. Mister Car. Coach Car. <laughs> but, but the thing is, you know what, Mister Car? He lives out of his Mister Van. Like a mystery machine. Uh, kind of, sort of, except okay. more blankets. Well, I don't know. You had, yeah. Uh, did the mystery machine have blankets? I'm sure it had blankets. No, no, it didn't. Well, there. If you, the only time I remember seeing any kind of bedding in the mystery machine was probably in Scooby Doo and Zombie Island, where Shaggy and Scooby were in fact living out of the mystery machine. But other than that, I believe it was just hard metal. Every time you saw the back that of it. movie as a kid scared me. It should. It was horrifying, but it's so good. But you know what? The, the it was the, the I think the cat people actually that scared me the most. I'm pretty sure the cat people may be scared about how I felt because I'm pretty sure that did some things for me. What? <laughs> what? Oh. Anyway, let's go back to full court yes. miracle. Okay, so a little later on in the movie, we learn that the mom really wants good old Schlotz to be a doctor. She wants him to just put that basketball up and put on that doctor's robe. Do they wear robes? Jackets? Uh, scrubs. Scrubs? No, coats. Coats? coats. Jack- lab coat. It's a doctor's coat. It's, it's white. It's a white coat. Yeah, so that that's a nice little side plot that they say, hey, let's teach this guy responsibility. Oh, oh, that he has a Jewish mother that wants him to be a doctor or a lawyer? Great. <laughs> what about, did we, did we, did we mention her, his friend? We forgot to mention his friend, Julie. Julie, Julie, Julie doesn't even matter. I know that's Julie matters so much. She doesn't matter. Julie matters so much. She she comes. She's like the first person to talk in the this movie, and she lets you know right off the bat that these boys are terrible. She talks pure smack on them for like the first five minutes of the film. I completely missed this. Oh my god, go back and watch it. She's nothing but fucking throwing some serious shade out on all these lion boys, (laughs) and it is good. Well, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Julie. But Julie, we have more pressing issues. 
because Mr. Car's van breaks. And the kids say, you know what? We got to give this man more of our money. So they end up selling coffee on the side of the street in front of the school. But, oh, no. What happens, Kerbsko? What happens? They make the money and pay for basketball. No, what's-her-face shows up. I forget. Mrs. Klein? Mrs. Klein, yeah. (laughs) The principal, Mrs. Klein? What is she? What? Mm, Talk about doing something for me. I don't know. The disdain that she has for these boys that look, oh, I don't know. All in on Miss Klein, though. Principal, me, my principal, you know, I would have, I, you know, I wouldn't mind befriending her. Great. So they end up selling coffee on the side of the street. Principal comes over. It's not having it. The kids end up fessing up saying, hey. We're trying to raise money to to help out this uh, homeless black man. Well, they don't say that he's homeless because uh, I don't think they say that at all. <laughs> well, they what they know. say? I don't think they know he's homeless at this point. No, they don't. I I think they they just say we're, we're it's a fundraiser for helping boys become more coordinated and reach their. Dreams I think that's exactly what he says. <laughs> yeah, he's she he spins a spins her a yard, you know. And then how does she find out that that's not the thing? Um, The mom's looking for the coffee machine. <laughs> yeah, and then the mom calls, and then he's like, oh, I'm busted. Yeah, the and mom that's how he fesses up, and he doesn't unravel the same ball of yarn? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. How'd I miss this? I didn't even play games while know. watching it. Oh, my God. And I watched it 13 years ago. <laughs> Bullshit. He's such a goddamn liar. <laughs> so anyway, the parents learn out that the kids are all just going to the park trying to give all their money to this black guy. And they say, you know what? We got to have this man over for a nice Jewish dinner. With the rabbi. At, at the rabbi's house. With Mrs. Rabbi. I, I didn't know it was at the rabbi's house. That's it something was. else yeah, I missed. No, the whole plan was it was the rabbi's plan because the rabbi is very pro-basketball. As opposed to everyone else in this freaking movie who hates basketball like it's a freaking mortal sin. I noticed, honestly, like it's not kosher. The, the women, aside from Julie, I guess, who doesn't really play a role. Basically, Mom and Mrs. Klein, they're, they're very yeah. very much tight asses about this whole basketball. I mean, they are, they are Jewish mothers. I, I guess. I don't know. I'll tell you. I mean, the only Jewish... Uh, I don't know. Like, my aunt doesn't seem like that, and my, my grandmother wasn't like that. Craig didn't have a well, Jewish mother. Well, they're not mother. stereotypes in a movie. Okay. I didn't know that was a Jewish stereotype. Stereotypes in a movie. Uh, you know that is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, oh my god! I mean, it's, like it's, 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 it's not like they're being cheap. No, that's okay. not it. That's, that's a Jewish stereotype. Okay, no, I'm going for like the the acceptable one for media stereotypes that they like to use. Yeah, there's definitely a stereotype for Jewish moms and Jewish wives, and they're basically the same thing. Yeah, it's it's weird. You gotta be you gotta be a stick up your butt. Uh. Mm-hmm. You gotta want your children to be either a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, and you gotta sound like that too. Yeah, you gotta talk like this. Oy vey, mashugana. These are the things, man. They're set in stone, and Hollywood mm-hmm. loves it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but this this I feel like this film has Gentile written all over it, despite the uh, what does <laughs> Gentile you know, mean? Subject matter. Yeah. Non-Jewish. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 
No, no problem. You should have asked that when I said I'm 100% Gentile at the so, start of the show. <laughs> sorry. But uh, also, let me also get another question out. Do Jewish people like basketball? Like, is that another stereotype, or did they just kind of throw that in? As far as I know, they uh, I have an in. I have an answer to this, but I'll save it for the, the end of the show. Thank you. Okay. No problem. Well, what were you saying, Craig? I was saying, as far as I know, I, I don't, I don't think so. But it, you never know. Well, you also didn't know the Jewish mother stereotype, so maybe I shouldn't be asking you anything. <laughs> you also don't know what Hanukkah Gelt is for, or who Judah Maccabee is, or anything really. I know who Tommy Pickles is. Let's just move on. I was okay. really banking on Craig knowing some Jewish history and culture. You mean stuff? from all that time I spent in Hebrew school? <laughs> what are you talking well, about? I spend well, more you, time you in, would constantly... in, in uh, fucking Catholic school. Uh, I had my Catholic hey, school. Look, look, it doesn't matter. I'm definitely picking up the slack here when it comes to the Jewish knowledge. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank everyone. you. And I'll, I'll pick yeah. up the slack when it comes to the summary of this movie. So anyway, Please do. Uh, so it's decided after after a great dinner featuring horseradish and whatever gefilte gefilte fish. Not a fan Sorry. of either. Oh man, I love horseradish and gefilte fish. Really? You put those boys together; it's something. Oh my god, are you kidding I'm me? I'm surprised. You know, my oh. my I remember. I think it was my uncle used to say he put the gefilte. He would have the uh, gefilte fish in the tub. That was a joke he used to make when we were kids, because it's fish. <laughs> he said Did he even get it? it? <laughs> well, I was a child, and, and you know, it was a stupid like uncle joke. I'm trying to figure out the joke because <laughs> it's fish. So he filled up the tub. Can you say it like he would? No, because uh, it's I. You know, he's unfortunately he's passed away. I don't remember oh, no. really the uh, oh okay, the voice. Okay. The, you know what matters. He, Guess he kind of sounded like you my dad. You got a real good joke. Know. My dad's brother. Oh, perfect then. I know exactly what he sounds like then. And I love it. It's a good joke. Okay, so we got the gefilte fishes, and they, those are eaten, and everyone decides. You know what, uh, Lamar Lamont, he is going to be the new coach hired by the school, and he's going to teach everyone basketball, but. But only on a temporary basis. On a temporary basis. It's basically day by day because Lamont, oh, he's he's just waiting for the 49ers. Is that it? Nope. That's, nope. Seven, those are the, those are the guys who mind 76ers. 49ers he's, is football. What is right? football? I don't know. Sports are not Let's my get back. <laughs> Let's get back to basketball. That's what we know. Yeah, it's my favorite sport. The minor 49er. Yeah. No, well, I mean, no, that's again, we're getting for the 76ers going to call this boy up to have him join up in the big leagues. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he's just waiting for that call. But he says, you know what, I'll, I'll teach these boys until then. And you know what? He does, except the principal says, I never got your address. And oh, wait, wait. Before this happens, when he comes into the school, there's that scene. Where you the men? Yeah, it's uh, it's the former coach is all excited to see him, and uh, and he gives him a hug and call and says it says some you the mensch. you the mensch. And, uh, and he says to uh, he says to Schlotz, he goes, I feel like I could filter fish out of water. <laughs> it's more of that uncle humor. Yeah. It's pretty yep. good. 
Okay. I mean that and the fact that he towers over literally everyone in this school. And he's black. And he's so much darker skinned. But that's okay. Like a gefilte fish. But do you know what's not okay? The fact... Homelessness. Yes, homelessness. The fact that he is living in his van and cannot give a permanent place of residence. But you know what, Casca? You know what, Craig? Yeah, yeah. It just so happens that Schlotz's dad has a condo that he has not been able to sell. I mean, you know why, right? Why? To advance the plot. Because he's got no one, he's got no one living in it. And it's also unfinished. He's doing a really bad job selling this condo. Because first of all, everyone knows a condo sells better when you have someone living in it. And two, if you finish the freaking paint job, this place is half done and he's trying to sell it. As is. There's something wrong with this boy. I don't know. Not the brightest uh, bulb in the box, you know what I'm saying? There's something wrong with that boy, but there is everything going right for our boy Lamont. So, he's now living in that condo, and he tricks the principal into thinking he now has a home and is a stable individual that can teach these boys basketball along with right from wrong. All right, hold on. The man that left his family to pursue a basketball career and is living out of his van is teaching these Jewish boys right from wrong? <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> hey, he's an adult. He knows better. Uh, yeah, no, he definitely... Go, definitely, go on. Let's finish this movie. <laughs> Speaking of right from wrong, our boy Slots... He ends up getting a C- minus on his test. You see, this pisses me off, because immediately, because I'm not a good student. I've never been. I, I'm doing better these days. But um, they, they all say that he gets a C- minus and he's failing. I'm like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? They have higher standards in Philadelphia Hebrew I guess school, so. The C- yeah, you don't have a Jewish mother. Look, C minus yeah. is not failing. It's not a gr- it's not a good grade, but it's not failing. He's not going to be a doctor or a lawyer with a C minus, Craig. In in Jewish history, <laughs> that's that's where he got the grade. It wasn't like I'm sorry, but when you go to med school, they don't need you to know anything about Judaism. It's the first thing they ask. They tell you to write an essay about Judah Maccabee, and if you can't do it, uh, guess what? And, it's the door. And they also ask, "Are you circumcised?" Yeah, well, they don't have to ask. They just check it. They're, doctor, they're, they're doctors. doctors. They're doctors, Richard. They just, they just, they <laughs> they just pull down your pants. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was an of that was my doctor. Good. <laughs> not saying anything about any specific group of people getting any specific kind of profession. It was. I'm let's not even. I'm on. not joking about it. No, you remember that? No, I, I used to tell that joke no, all the time. I remember. I had the same doctor at you, I guess, because he definitely no, sounded no, it was, like that it was as a well. Doc, doc, so did my Bak- woman Bakshi. doctor. I had two of them. Pull down your pants and let me see your testicles. That's exactly did, what she did said. Did your well, wait? Did you wait? Hold on. Did now that I had someone with also had a woman doctor touching his genitals. Did she call like three other people in the room to look at him too? <laughs> no, that's not a joke. She said she had to do this for like legal reasons, and then she brought in three <laughs> other women to look at my genitals. But they did they just think they're like, my goodness, look at the the, the, the girth. They didn't say anything. They just yeah. <laughs> did she see them, and then she went to get the three others, or 
were the th- three um, others in the room the entire time? I don't remember, to be honest with you. I want to say it's going to make more sense if she grabbed them beforehand, but I really don't remember. Gotcha. Okay. But also, I, this wouldn't have been the first time she's seen my genitals. <laughs> Where else did she see them? A different visit? It's a doctor. You go there to get, when you're younger, you go to there like to get regular checkups on your junk. I never had regular checkups on my junk, which is why I had to get touched by a man in high school. <laughs> Bro, who talked about oh, Halo? Wait, in, I got... uh, in the nurse's office or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I got called into the nurse's office. Uh, a man, An old man was there, and he just basically touched me down there. And, you know, I, I had followed up with basically everyone I went to high school with, and no one had a similar experience, but... Yeah, because we all went to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were all getting sexually molested and harassed at our own place. <laughs> yeah. I guess! <laughs> yeah, so I had to have it happen to me in the school nurse's office. I guess. That's. I guess. But yeah, the, the man, he just... Craig, what's it like to be an ugly child? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, apparently you don't have... Random people in your high school pulling you through their van and touching your genitals, or having three women gawk at your genitals as a young man. How does it, how does it feel to be an ugly child? You know, if that's, uh, I don't know. I'm a little, probably a little feels upset, good. I guess. It probably fits. Good. <laughs> that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Great. I still can't believe that's not like a normal thing. I could have sworn it was. And it go on. So anyway, I don't know how to feel about any of this. The boy gets a C minus on his history test, and Lamont, being the responsible adult that knows right from wrong, he says, "Schlotz, you can't play basketball anymore until you bring that grade up." And so he does. Not yet, oh. because you know, the thing is, Schlotz can't think well. Unless he has a ball in his hand, and he's dribbling. Can't do that at school. (laughs) (laughs) Can't also do that when you're a doctor, either. I mean, no, you should. You get paid, too. (laughs) It's the only way to check. That's true. That's true. You just don't need three other people in the room, I guess. (laughs) You don't have to do it in high school. For for legal reasons, yeah. (laughs) Man. So... Turns out, Schlotz, he ends up getting a B plus, B... I think it was a B plus. But he but he pretends to dribble while he's uh, taking the test. He's taking the test with Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Lewis, and he's f- pretending to dribble an invisible ball. Rabbi's dribbling with him. And Rabbi was <laughs> dribbling with him. Rabbi's a really that good Rabbi, guy. Yeah, Rabbi's really the best character guy. in this freaking movie. I want to be best friends Rabbi with Rabbi Lewis. Lewis. Oh. He's real good. And right when everything seems to be great in the movie, and it's going to be just smooth sailing, turns out Lamont gets a call from the 76ers, and Lamont's got to leave. And they're like, oh, shit. Bye, Lamont. Thanks thanks for the memories. Yep. Is what they said, right? They said they were happy for him, and they just let him leave. Oh, no. Got to play professional ball. Not at all. Schlotsky says, Lamont, you are so selfish. And LaMancha says, no, you're selfish. And <laughs> I mean, I know I said Lamont was a responsible adult, but he's just having a back and forth with this 13-year-old kid. Well, yeah, let's say I 13. They were 14, but 13, 14 is the same thing. 
whatever. It's well, not well. I guess they're they were men at this point. That's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> that's they, true. Did have their he they did did have his bar mitzvah already. They said that they were all mitzvah. Mitzvah. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Lamont's gone, but now it's time to play some basketball, and we have the first round of the tournament. And you know what? Big Ben was the butt. I forgot that that's what I was, that's what Big Ben, he was the butt. Remember that? When they were training. <laughs> that was such a crucial plot point. It was a crucial. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it the, up. Because he's going to bump people in the tournament with his butt. This is all going to come back around. Yeah. Where they, well, you know what does come back around? Big ben One of them. was the butt. He showed him the hook. The arm. The hook. He was the arm. And and, Re- and Rebecca Bloomberg. Yo, she was cute. And that was, I think, TJ. That was the one. Like, he, he, uh, Lamont said, because he would always get angry during his, uh, like, if he got hit or something. So he told him just to, I guess, to calm down or whatever. Think of something that makes you happy. And he said, Rebecca Bloomberg. And he said, think of something sweet. Think of the sweetest thing. And he said, Rebecca Bloomberg. Rebecca Bloomberg. And then somebody else said Rebecca Bloomberg also. And he said, no, nah, you can't have that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the butt. You can't have. You're the butt. You don't get a Rebecca Bloomberg. So I gotta ask you something, Craig. You said it was TJ who's <laughs> thinking of Rebecca Bloomberg, wasn't it? Was it? Was it? Was I wrong? Well, well, I'm I'm mainly asking you now because when did you look at IMDb for the character names? Early on in the movie. Oh, okay. So it's while you were watching the movie. Okay, sorry. I mean, it doesn't matter if you got the characters' names wrong because the. A lot of them do not matter. He made such a point of making know, sure we did, went he over those to boys. Prove. That he loved those boys more than us. But you know what? Turns out. And I think it was boys. Stick who made the hook. Who did the hook shot. Because he got them long arms. He, he was the arm. Thanks, Craig. I don't know what we'd do without you. Yeah, no problem. Would have been lost without that little tidbit of knowledge. So anyway, they win the first round of the tournament. And our, our boy Schlotz, he decides he's going to go to the hospital and talk to his mother. Which is when... He tells his mother exactly what the meaning of basketball is to him. And the two just see eye to eye. And the mother says, you know what? Play that basketball. It's a beautiful film. Beautiful film. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for... uh... (laughs) It's not over. We never got to the full court miracle. You're right. We didn't get to the full court miracle and we didn't even get to the meaning of Hanukkah. Because. Wait, was that addressed? The what? The meaning of Hanukkah. What? The meaning of Hanukkah. The I whole movie is an allegory. I'm not let you explain. I'm let you go. Just go on. Are you kidding me? Okay. No, no. I just, just go on. I want to hear the meaning of Hanukkah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. No, no problem. Okay. So let's fast forward just a tiny bit. And we're in the finals. It's storming outside, though. The boys are down by a lot. And because of the storm, the power goes out. And the school decides, you know what? We have an emergency backup generator. And if anything, this is an emergency. We need to finish this basketball game. So the rules go out. And the rules are... When the generator goes out, the game ends. Whoever ends up with the most points is deemed the winner. And with this uh, generator, 
You have Which the is little the biggest baloney I've ever heard, by the way. What, what is this, this rule? If the power goes out, well, no, no, fuck. <laughs> okay, look, this isn't in the official rule book of sports. Uh, Rabbi Lewis brings this up. He goes, "Hey, if uh, the generator goes, the game ends. What do you say? You agree to that, coach? It's better than doing this again on a Tuesday." <laughs> and the coach, who you know, with the team that's already ahead, goes, "You know what? You don't have much fuel left. Yeah, you know, let's do this." Whoever is in the lead, it ends. It's over. All right? It's not an official rule. Rabbi Lewis made this proposition. They agree, They both teams agree to it. So go on, please. No no, no foul here. So just like yeah. the oil in the temple, we have the fuel in the generator. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum is right. But you know what? All while this happens, the mom is getting off of her shift. She's with, uh, what's her name? What's the? Julie. Julie. And the mom has a change of heart, and she decides, you know what, Julie? Let's get you to the game, but let's also get Lamont. So she ends up going to the basketball game, the uh, the professional basketball game. Sorry. And just as that's ending, she runs into a uh, a basketball player. I don't know who, but one of Lamont's buddies. And she gets an autograph for her son. But then she sees Lamont, who's just about to go to the airport. But his van's busted. And this is where the full court miracle comes in. The van is busted because the mom had to get there and convince Lamont to come to the basketball game. Because once she arrived and told him, let's get to the basketball game, the van works. A full court miracle. That sounds more like a half-court miracle to me, Richard. If that's really how the movie ends, P.U. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, I think there might be another miracle coming. Oh! So, <laughs> let's get back to the gym. Let's get back to... All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are at the gym. It's Schlantz versus the opposing team. They're kicking butt. That yeah, they're they're getting back in it. They're getting back they're in. They're making it. a comeback. But you know what? That timeout, timeout. Schlotz's team is calling a timeout because someone has to say, "Hey guys, we have two minutes left. I just did some calculations. Only two more minutes of fuel." That was the the the, the other co- the former the coach. former coach, algebra teacher Goldberg. He, he he looked at the tube, he he measured it, he figured out, oh, geez, they only have like three minutes left up, boy. Oy vey. Oy vey. Oh, boy, gotta pause the game and let them know. Gotta, gotta let them know. Gotta ooh, use up all this energy. I want to spend like two minutes explaining this to you guys, but you gotta work fast. And then the other team hears, and then they also call a timeout. And then they decide they're just gonna run the clock. They're like, oh, we're just gonna let, you know. The clock that's technically not running. Yeah, yeah. The unofficial clock. Oh, it's running. There's no stop on that clock. Power clock. Now, what I don't understand is how often do you think they use this generator, this this backup generator that they not got often. like no fuel in it? In emergencies. Yeah, I'm sure there has been other storms that knocked the power out, so I'm sure they've used it before. Are you are you asking why there's so little fuel in it? They should have, you know, had some. It, they probably don't think about it, you know? I guess Hurricane Sandy didn't hit yet, right? Yeah. 
It did affect it affected over there too, right? Yeah. It's just a weird point to bring up, Stu. It's a weird point. But do you know what's even it's weirder? Because while while we're timed out, do you know who comes in? Judah Maccabee comes in saying don't lose hope. But in a in a in a big like a blinding light as he walks in. Like a blinding see, like, this, light. Is this the shining spotlight on him. Do you expect the ghost of Judah Maccabee not to be shining light? Oy. He's and, a shining beacon of hope. And Lamont, the ghost of Judah Maccabee says, don't lose hope. Just like the Judah Maccabee of old times. But the team yells at him saying, they're too old for fairy tales. They forsake their religion right in front of Judah Maccabee's ghost. Completely forsaking Hanukkah. But you know what? You don't lose hope. You should never lose hope. Because they end up winning. And that, that oh, is that it? That's yeah. wait, well, that's they're in the middle of a timeout and they just end up winning? They the the time the 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 the, uh, the, the can the thing keeps burning. Like just like the menorah. Oh, the oil. The oil There's, keeps burning. Oh, the fuel keeps the burning. The time goes the, back the three on. Three-minute fuel goes they, up for they 15 play for minutes. The, the next five minutes. Oh. And they win the game. And then they win the game. Yep. Definitely breaking that generator and the scoreboard and all the other major electronics in this building in the process. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything <laughs> is sparking, and this generator is going insane. But nope, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> a full court uh, you know, miracle. Like, here. It's Julie was holding miracle. a sign the whole time that said miracles can happen. And then yeah. as it was getting closer to them winning, she 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 crossed out the can and wrote do. They so it do. said miracles <laughs> do happen. Miracles do happen. <laughs> uh. All right. And then they win. <laughs> there was that subplot too about like him like like them like liking each other but they never went anywhere with it. Yeah, that I mean, like, did they really? Nothing really happened. They're just, no, they're he just said friends. something like about her, like she, she's like her showing up at her at the games. Yeah, or something. going out to the games. And he's like, "Well, I don't need you here if you're gonna be kind of annoying or whatever." You just talk smack the whole time. If you're, yeah. She has been talking smack the whole and movie. And then she, she just leaves. And yeah, and so she was mad at him. I mean, yeah, she shows up to all of his bad games, and he thanks her by saying, "Leave, come on." That Schlotsky. Schlotsky ain't got nothing. But yeah, so they won the game. Then comes uh, Lamont's um, wife and son. They came off the airplane, and they they gave him uh, you know a hug, and we're all excited to see him. And then he was going to be the permanent uh, coach for the school, right? That's right. He's leaving the Sixers. See you, Sixers. Move my family up here, and uh, I'm going to be a coach. As to why. He Hopefully couldn't. more than just basketball, because I feel like they you can't pay a guy just to be just the basketball coach. Why not? Maybe the, well, well, I don't know, I'm he, just saying, I mean, like, at our high school, like, all the coaches go were, to school oh. for physical education, as they pointed out before, so maybe he's just a new gym teacher in general. Ah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Again, I don't know if he has a degree in education, but I also don't know the standards for Philadelphia Hebrew school. If they're anything like Jewish mothers, they gotta be high. It's probably pretty high, yeah. But he's proven himself. Yes, over dinner. Yeah, and throughout the over movie. Dinner. Yeah, he ate that cafilta fish. 
He liked that gift. Horseradish and all, yeah. Man, the horseradish really does it in. Uh, you know, I liked when he asked he, he he asked about the milk. He's like, can I get a, I really go for a glass of milk? And the whole table looked at him, and they were like, what? I mean, yeah, because if I'm eating fish, the last thing I want with that fish is a big old cold glass of milk. <laughs> like, I understand it's not kosher, but it's also not... It's gross. Don't be gross. <laughs> Don't be gross, little monk <laughs> Don't be gross. Don't be gross. Don't be gross. Like, maybe if it's like a fish stew. Yeah, sure, you can have a little bit of milk in there. But it's not. He's just eating a fish with horseradish. And wants to wash it down with a glass of dairy. <laughs> He's a gross man. Yeah, so how, how, how do we end this? What's the last? What was the... Uh... We, gotta, we gotta just talk about the movie. Craig, what'd yeah, you think? Whole... Did you like it or no? I enjoyed this movie. I thought Great. It was, I, I don't. I remember watching it as a kid, and then I enjoy and uh, enjoying it as a kid, and uh, and I remember and I enjoyed it again this time. It was actually a, an entertaining watch. Kanska, how did you like it thirteen years ago? I really liked this movie thirteen years ago, but I really feel like it would have been so much better. Without the weird Hanukkah analogy going on throughout it with <laughs> Judah Maccabee and the burning of the oil and all this other stuff. It feels so shoehorned in. And that's because it absolutely was. Because I don't know if you guys know this about this movie based on a true story of Lamont Carr after he leaves basketball and goes teaches basketball at Jewish Hebrew school. Wait, Sorry, what? Philadelphia Hebrew school. Yeah, this movie is based on a true story. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I, I, Googling it. He, Google he it. might be right. He might be right. I don't I think... Be- this is based on the true story with the exception of the Hanukkah parallels that they shoehorned in there. Wait, wait, you mean there wasn't an emergency generator? Well, I will... Yeah, I don't believe that part's true. But I will say this, though. Here's the part of the movie that kind of makes that believable. The man measuring the oil in the, the container is the algebra teacher. It makes a good point to point out that he is the algebra teacher. He then describes using calculus to, dis- to figure out how much oil is left in this thing. And when he's running through the process, one of the Jewish boys gets very excited and starts throwing calculus terms at him. And the man looks very confused. So I'm also under the impression that this isn't so much a miracle as much as it is an algebra teacher kind of extending his reach here. Maybe. Lamont Carr, a passionate and beloved coach who was the first African-American basketball player to graduate from the university, who inspired a Disney Channel movie, died July 2nd, 2017. Oh, wow. He died a couple of years ago. He died. Way to bring down the show. This episode is now dedicated to Lamont Carr and his family. Lamont Carr, you deserve better, buddy. 64 years old. And yeah, he coached a championship winning basketball team at a Jewish school as the inspiration for a 2003 movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so yeah, i don't I know why i would why you think i would make that up it's a weird it's a weird thing to make up <laughs> you, you you lie about a lot of things i've known you for a long time mm, i think you just believe i do i, I for uh, for a long time i believe that richard R- richard was in a porn i didn't lie to you about that so. i said i saw a man that looked a lot like my friend <laughs> it, you just chose to believe it craig yeah. Did I say, hey, I recorded this video with Richard? It looked no, like him. It did look like him. I know. And that's what I told you. So, again, didn't lie about that. All right, guys. Uh, do you have any final words about this movie? 
Yeah, buddy. What do you think of it? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was, I did not see it 13 years ago. This is the first time I've ever seen it. And I thought it was a fine movie. Yeah. I like, I do agree with you that a lot of the, uh, Hanukkah parallels were a bit jarring. Uh, but you know, it was, it was still good. It just, it would have been so much better. Well, then again, maybe it would have just been like Remember the Titans, which oh, it's a good film. Yeah. We're not here to talk about that one. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, it had a gimmick. Uh, sometimes the gimmick worked, sometimes it didn't. Like, I feel that a lot of the things, it wouldn't have meant so much if they weren't Jewish. Like, uh, the rabbi, well, <laughs> not just oh, no. the rabbi. No, I have, I have no problems with them being Jewish, Richard. Well, well. It's just the, Hanuk- <laughs> the fact that it all has to, ex- it, it, it was a. A parallel to the story of Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if they were Jewish, was, it was shoehorned in. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the parallels were shoehorned in. Like, they can be Jewish because it was funny when yeah. the rabbi was pretending to be like dunking on people. If you took that yarmulke off and shaved that man's, uh, whatever they're called, uh, it, it wouldn't be as funny. <laughs> I'm just. Which, which part of this man are we shaving? <laughs> I don't. The, the, the curls? Which, <laughs> I just want to know which part of this man we're shaving. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, did he did he have, like, uh, like super long sideburns or something that were twirled? I forget what they're called. Uh, what are they called? I mean, you seem to have an idea of who this man is, considering he, he wanted draw, to shave him. I could draw a picture of him. Uh, I, I, I don't think he to, did. Can you draw a picture of him, or can you draw a picture of what you believe Jewish men look like? <laughs> Probably what Jewish men look like. Yeah, I thought so. I'm just picturing a generic rabbi at this point, so... Yeah, this man was a very modern rabbi. He was. That yeah. he was. That's why I just really want to know which part of this man you're looking to shave, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, we're not shaving now? him. It was fine. Okay, he's fine. All right. I think it's time Let's to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no top in that. No. So, thank you everyone for listening, and please join us next week for Cadet Kelly, based on a true story. Cadet Kelly. Yeah. Based on a true story. Oh. Anyway, see ya. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you all feel a little more educated. Don't sue us, Adam Sandler. I'll I'll be in the corner. Dunce number one signing off. Craig Stew, Dunce number two. Goodbye. <laughs> this is my fourth sign off. Can we please just leave? We've called an emergency meeting this weekend. I promised my wife and daughter I'd take them away this weekend, sir. We need to cut 20%. You promised these people good jobs. And I thought you'd do anything for this company. Well, have a good time.